you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show presented by DraftKings. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grand, masking and socially distancing when and where necessary. And hey, everybody, welcome to week one. We are three sleeps away from the start of the 2020 NFL season. We did it, everybody. We made it through the long, dark night of the offseason as strange and convoluted as it has been. And we are now ready to play some actual football. But before we get to that, we're gonna give you some last minute draft tips. In case you were cramming for a last minute draft, we will give you some, some tips, some points to get through it and be as successful as possible. So we got plenty to talk about on this show here today. But before I do that, I want to say hello, as always, to my faithful producer, senior Edward L. Murphy Esquire. Murph, I know this is a big draft weekend for a lot of people, so I got to ask you, have you finished all of your drafts or are there still some left in the hopper for you? Got one left. Um, Eric, our friend Ricky Hollywood, is creating one with some of the ATN guys and some of their various talent around the NFL. And I do have a league that's like almost like 15 years old with all my friends from home. And I now like want to win this NFL league uh, just to beat all those guys and have bragging rights here. So I'm very, uh, very excited for that one. I think it's coming up uh, in a few days here before the, the first game. But, you know, I've been listening to the pod. Obviously, I'm producing, but I go back and I listen to the tips everyone gives. So I'm like, OK running backs early and often, mid-round wide receivers, wait on QBs, wait on tight ends, get the good value for them. So um, me producing this uh, has really helped out my my fantasy game. Uh, I'm light years ahead of where I used to be. Well, that's good to know. I feel like because you work for the NFL, I feel like the stakes, the pressure is heightened on you to, to be at least competitive. Like if you work for the NFL and your fantasy football team stinks, I feel like then you tend to get roasted a lot more by the people in your league. <laughs> if, only, if you have any idea of the, the text I'm getting from my friends for like drafting Jalen Rager and Mike Williams and DeAndre Swift and like, I, I know I skew younger. Uh, I was told actually in my draft recap, I have the youngest team by far and all these guys now are banged up. I mean, I trust in them. I think they're going to have pretty good seasons and I got good value for them. But man, oh man, it is brutal. Like, oh, you're supposed to know what you're talking about. It's like, well, give, it's a long season. <laughs> It's a 16-week season. Just trust me. Just remember, you don't win your league in the draft, but it is a good foundation for, for what you're going to do. So hopefully this show is going to be a nice cheat sheet for everybody who is getting ready for any drafts that are going to happen over the next couple of days. A couple of quick housekeeping notes. First off, if you haven't already, there is still time to sign up for the official fantasy football game of the NFL. Just go to NFL.com slash fantasy to get your league started. Be sure also to download the all new NFL fantasy app. There's a brand new draft client experience. Jump on in and be a part of that. Should be a whole lot of fun. Also, this show, this is a Monday show, which is sort of out of the box for us. This is the beginning of us going to three days a week. So Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you can find the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You can also see it live streaming in the app. 
and on NFL.com. And if you somehow miss it, it'll be archived on YouTube at our channel, NFL Fantasy Football. All right, let's jump into our cram session here. And to help me along with it, she will be my co-host every Monday going forward. Excited to have her here. It is the one and only Kimmy Checks live from the cabana. Kimmy, appreciate you jumping in. Uh, are you ready to go? Are you ready for NFL football this year? I, I can't believe we're here. It's like, like you said, we're only a few sleeps away, and I'm only a few sleeps away of seeing my Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes-led team, go and kick some Houston Texans butt down in Kansas City. I'm sure you and the rest of the world saw they just got their Super Bowl rings. It really is real. We won the Super Bowl, and now we have the season to look forward to. We're back for round two. Uh, we're going to take them down, so I'm ready to go. It has been a the longest, shortest time or the shortest, longest time, I don't know, between the Super Bowl and the start of the season just because this has been such a weird offseason. But I am glad because, look, I'll be honest with you, at this point, I've run out of hot takes. So I need actual football <laughs> to kind of refuel the engine so we can get through this. But... I do want to start for folks who are drafting, who maybe are just sort of logging into this thing, just some quick do's and don'ts when they approach their fantasy football draft. So, Kimmy, give me one do and one don't for people who are about to build a fantasy football roster. All right, let me start with the do's. You do need to make a target list of players that you want on your squad rather than YOLOing it on draft day. Now, even myself, we sit and our job is to talk about fantasy football. But once you're in the moment and you are in the draft, sometimes it's a bit hard to remember who are the guys you want to target. At what round do you want to target? You see others go on a crazy running back run and then you, you guess, oh my gosh, do I need to do that? Make a list, take a deep breath, and go from there. You want to look and see what are the relationships that your guys have with their quarterbacks? Who are the teammates who could potentially steal the targets? And what's the team's reliance on the passing game versus how often the team plays from behind? All of that needs to be accounted for when you're going into your draft. So I know me, I play with my heart. You know, you guys are showing Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey clips. <laughs> I get it. You know, I play with my heart and I take them early and I take them often. Uh, but you know what? You need to make a list and you need to go with it. Now on to the don'ts. And this is a big one. You don't need to assume the same production from players every single year. So if you think of the guys, you know, uh, a Darren Waller, for example, he was someone who had a breakout season last year. That's not something that could be predicted. Now going into this season, a lot of people are putting high and lofty expectations on them, but just slow your roll, right? We cannot predict the future. So don't go in thinking that the guy who was number one last season is going to be number one again. Uh, unless he's Christian McCaffrey, then you can go ahead and assume that. <laughs> uh, but all others, all other people, just take a deep breath uh, and, and go with the flow and go with your heart and not your head at times. I will say a very wise man once told me, don't draft last year's best team. And I think that's a, a smart way to go about it because so rarely you guys repeat, especially when you talk about the number one spot at each position, it's hard to go back to back. So I think that's super sound advice. Uh, for me, one thing you should do, go get your guy. Like, you, like Kimmy mentioned, you have a target list of players. You have guys that maybe you studied up on that you know you like. Now, 
let's remember, ADP is kind of a suggestion. It is not a hard and fast rule. So if there's a guy that you like, the ADP says maybe he should come off the board in the fifth round, but you really are devoted to putting this guy on your roster, go get him. I know there are certainly wide receivers out there I like, guys like Michael Gallup that you can get in the middle rounds. I feel strongly about him. So maybe I will reach a round or so above ADP to get him on my roster. A guy like Robert Woods is another one who I think has the potential to have a really solid season. So maybe I'll get him a little bit earlier than where the consensus says. You want to feel good about your roster when you are done drafting. So if that means sort of bucking the trend and going a little bit early, go get the guy that you want on your team. My don't, and this seems like a common ideal to go by, but don't draft your kicker or defense before the final two rounds. I know sometimes people sort of get antsy. Maybe there's a defense you want. I know I just said, go get your guy. You don't have to do it for kicker and defense, right? The Patriots <laughs> were fantastic last year defensively. You don't have to go get them early. You can find another good defense in the last couple rounds of your draft. So don't extend yourself because at that point, you're going to miss out on some skill position players who could potentially be productive and give you more week-to-week -week numbers than you would get out of a defense or a kicker. So there you go. Don't go above your head and get guys that, you know, they'll get positions that aren't necessarily going to give you good return on your fantasy draft investment. All right. We are just getting started here on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. But first, I want to tell you that today's show is sponsored by DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings has millions of dollars in total prizes up for grab this week. So download the DraftKings app now. Use code TEAM during sign-up and start feeling the sweat like never before. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. It's time for Performance Ready, presented by Castrol Edge. And every week, on the NFL Fantasy Football Show, we are going to give the floor over to Kimmy Checks for Checks Marks the Spot, where she gives us a handful of players that she likes in a particular category. And because this is our draft cheat sheet edition, I'm going to go with three players that you've targeted in every draft. So I'll give you, or you'll give us, I should say, an early round, a middle round, and a late round guy. So let's start. Who is the guy in the early rounds of the draft that you have been doing your best to try to get on every fantasy roster? I feel like you could probably guess this for me because I've talked about him so darn much this offseason. Uh, I have the initials for the team he plays for right here. They just so also happen to be my initials. It is Clyde Edwards-Elair. He is insane. He's incredible. I'm so incredibly excited for him to have a rookie season. Now, I know sometimes in fantasy football, it's a little bit of a bet to, uh, to place on a rookie, but this is a guy that I'm targeting in every single draft. We just did one uh, with all of our fantasy live squad, and I took to him as the fourth overall pick in the first round, which would be kind of crazy, but Damian Williams has opted out of the 2020 seasons due to concerns over COVID-19, which means my guy is going to be that dude for Andy Reid and also Patrick Mahomes. Now he's a three down back who can catch 90 plus passes out of the backfield while still rushing for hundreds of yards. Uh, so I am all in. I, I know it's a little bit spicy, but it's someone who I want to take a chance on. Like we said earlier, you kind of got to go with your heart at times. You also got to go with your head. Both of my head and my heart are saying, this is the guy. Andy Reid is incredibly excited about him. Patrick Mahomes is excited about him. He's had an incredible camp. And I think uh, coming from that LSU offense down to a Patrick Mahomes offense, he's going to be right in time to have incredible numbers, incredible production. And as a fantasy manager, he's for sure going to win my championship so I can kick your butt and all the leagues we're playing in together. 
I've always said that if you could break upside down into a mathematical equation, it would be a combination of age, talent, and opportunity. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a young guy who's incredibly talented, and he's going to have a chance to be a three-down back in arguably the league's most productive offense. The upside is huge, and I think he's a guy that a lot of people are going to try to take in the first round. All right, middle round, guys. Who are you looking at in sort of that middle part of your draft? So this is someone that you are actually all fired up about, and you're firing up who's got me fired up. It's going to be Hayden Hurst at the tight end yeah. position. Now he has joined. I know. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I get to talk <laughs> about your guy. He has joined the Atlanta Falcons because Austin Hooper is out, and that means Hayden Hurst is now in. Now, when Hooper was a Atlanta Falcon, there was huge upside for him because he was the sixth most fantasy point tight end at that position. Now, tight ends last season were a bit of a dumpster fire, and there was a whole lot of wishing and praying that yours would put up numbers if you didn't get a top three guy like George Kittle or Travis Kelsey or Zach Ertz. So this is a guy who we want to take a chance on this season. And uh, Next Gen Stats actually says he's pretty darn fast. He's reaching 20.5 miles per hour in 2019. Uh, like I said, Austin Hooper, he was averaging around almost 15 fantasy points in 2019, which was the third best at that position. So I think the opportunity is there. I think him and his very long, lustrous hair that was just shown uh, in our lower third of, of his profile picture, he's ready to get some action. And I'm kind of fired up about that entire Atlanta Falcons offense. You know, we got Todd Gurley in there, now Hayden Hurst, and uh, I think there are some options. But I know you're just as fired up about him, so this isn't too crazy of a take. I feel like I've made my life harder because I've talked him up so much. The ADP has risen and it's gotten a lot harder for me to draft him in a lot of fantasy teams. The even better news is that Matt Ryan says he might be the most athletic tight end that he's played with. That makes me super excited. And again, that's making it harder for me to get Hayden Hurst on any fantasy team. All right. Now let's look at the late rounds. When you're getting close to the end of the draft and you're more drafting on upside and you're hoping for the best, who's the guy that you've been targeting there? So earlier in the show, you were saying, you know, I'm out of hot takes. I don't know how many more I can do. I need real football so I can have some more hot takes. This is my hot take, and it's very bold, and it's very spicy, but that's just kind of who I am. And it's going to be Preston Williams at that wide receiver position. Now, uh, he had an injury last season in week nine, tearing his ACL, and then he was out for the rest of the season, which got the Bavard, excuse me, Devontae Parker, all of the opportunity in that Miami Dolphin offense. But now I think it's time for Preston Williams to come back and he's going to shine. Now, pre-injury, he was looking at almost 500 yards and only averaging 11 fantasy points per game, but the rise is up. Now, right now, he's currently being drafted at the ADP outside of the top 50 wide receivers, very similarly to the way that Devontae Parker was drafted last season. Now, while Williams was out, obviously, Devontae Parker stepped up to get the majority of his targets, his receptions, and his touchdowns, but guess what? Parker only rose to the occasion because Williams was out. Williams was the guy first, and I think he's kind of a, a sleeper wide receiver that people should be targeting, and he's someone in our fantasy draft that I just got for Fantasy Live in the eighth and ninth round. So, you know, I think he's someone who you can bet your money on, and I know that some people are avoiding Devontae Parker because of that reason. So I don't know. I know it's a little bit bold, a little bit spicy, uh, but I have some faith in Preston Williams and that entire Miami Dolphins offense. I am a big fan of Preston Williams this year, and he is the reason that I have sort of avoided Devontae Parker at his ADP, 
and they were on the field together. Everything was split fairly evenly, and so I think Parker's going to have a tough time sort of duplicating what he did last season. All right, let's get down to the nuts and bolts of your fantasy draft. These are the things everybody wants to know. Who's the sleeper? Who's going to break out? Who are the guys that I should avoid this year? So we're going to give you a quick rundown of the players we think fit into some of these categories. Let's just get right into it, Kimmy. Who is your top sleeper in fantasy football for 2020? So I already talked about Preston Williams, but I got another wide receiver to throw out there, and this time it is Kenny Stills. Uh, now, DeAndre Hopkins was traded to Arizona, which means that there's 150 targets from the 2019 season that are now up for grabs, and some of those grabs could be going to Kenny Stills. Now, last season, he was 63rd amongst wide receivers, only getting under 10 fantasy points per game, but you need to look at what happened in the latter half of that season. In the final four games of 2019, he scored three touchdowns, which goes to show he's starting to build that rapport with Deshaun Watson, and that's good news heading into this season. Now, he was traded right before the start of last season from the Miami Dolphins to Houston, so maybe he didn't get that, that training camp time that he's now had this season. So again, this is someone that I think you can target late and someone who is still going to be available on boards, but has a ton of upside for not a lot of draft capital. And considering the injury history of guys like Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, there could be some big opportunities coming for Kenny Stills in that Houston offense. I'm going with Terry McLaurin here. And Scary Terry jumped out in oh, a big I love way. That. We weren't talking about Terry McLaurin at the beginning of last season when we talked about rookie wide receivers, but when it was all said and done, he was battling to be one of the top rookie receivers in all of fantasy football. He's got that year under his belt, and now his former college quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, is his pro quarterback, and Haskins has been named the starter for week one. This is his job, so there is a vote of confidence there for him. We know how talented he can be. He gets down the field, has excellent speed, great hands, a solid route runner. On top of it, he's playing in an offense in Washington that really is rebuilding. They are probably going to be playing from behind a lot, which means they're going to be throwing the football a lot. Terry McLaurin was a guy who you know, was a top 25 receiver last year and has upside in the top 15, maybe even the top 12 this year. So McLaurin's a guy that I know a lot of fantasy analysts have loved, and he's getting a lot of attention when it comes to fantasy drafts. Okay, so we talked about the sleepers. Now the guys who might break out, maybe we weren't talking about them, but by the end of the year, everybody's going to be wishing they had drafted this guy. Who is it for you? Everyone is going to be wanting to draft if they don't draft Hayden Hurst. They're going to want to be drafting Blake Jarwin at the tight end position. And this is a guy who I 100% see. Uh, this is a guy that is 100% going to break out for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, uh, something that was really interesting that just got reported this last week was that executive vice president for the Cowboys, Stephen Jones, went on record to say that he has been turning heads at training camp. He said, I think Blake Jarwin has had an amazing camp. He just keeps getting better and better. His rapport with Dak is outstanding, and I really think he's got a chance to step right up there and be a really good, if not great, tight end for us. Now, he only played 39% of the snaps in 2019, but that's because Jason Witten was there and he got 75% of the snaps. Witten is out. Blake Jarwin is in. Dak has a loaded offense, and this is a guy who I think, again, you can target later in those rounds of your draft, but have huge upside with low draft capital. So I don't know. Blake Jarwin is going to be great. I'm all in, and I, I'm finding myself rooting for the Dallas Cowboys, which is crazy, uh, but I'm in on J Blake Jarwin. 
Jason Witten was the tight end 11 last year, and basically he just caught the ball and fell down. So I think a younger, <laughs> more athletic player in that same position could do a lot of great things. So I'm definitely in on Blake Jarwin at the end of drafts. I'm also big on Calvin Ridley. And I know people will look and say, well, hasn't Calvin Ridley already sort of broken out? Look, I think he can break out even more if that's a thing. He is poised to be a huge fantasy receiver this season. I know he's still playing alongside Julio Jones, who I still think is somehow underappreciated, but he's in that Atlanta offense that has a ton of passing volume. They have been among the past happiest offenses in the league over the last couple of seasons. Some of that is because of personnel, having Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Matt Ryan will do that. Some of it is because of circumstances. They have a defense that gives up a lot of points. They have to throw the football to stay in games. We know Ridley has a nose for the end zone. He should get plenty of looks from Matt Ryan this season and he's a guy who again could knock on the door of the top 10 or top 12 if things go the way we expect them to so Calvin Ridley's a guy that he's still on the board in the fourth or fifth round and probably could be going higher were it not for a glut of wide receivers ahead of them so all right we talked about the sleepers we've talked about the breakout candidates let's talk about the youth movement here when we're looking at rookies who you look I know you already mentioned one guy when you talked earlier and checks marks the spot but if we're going non-CEH division who is the rookie <laughs> that you're looking at this year I love it I get to talk about my people my young guys and I'm actually <laughs> gonna pick another LSU Tiger coming from a coach O offense and it's Joe Burrow which I know is crazy for fantasy football rookie quarterback I'm talking non-dynasty I'm saying you want to draft him and he may be somebody that you want to target to start in the latter half of the season and that is because Joe Burrow is the Patrick Mahomes of college football right almost 6,000 passing yards 60 touchdowns only six interceptions last season at LSU right this is 60 touchdowns in one singular season if he can do this for the Cincinnati Bengals then I want every single part of him on my fantasy team now the Bengals threw the ball 63% of the time which is the fifth highest in the league, which means he's going to be throwing these balls. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to be in a situation when they want to score late in the game to catch up. So why not take a chance on Joe Burrow? He's my guy, Joey B. If you see this, call me, send me some gear. I'm your number one fan. What's up? <laughs> I mean, between Joe Burrow and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Justin Jefferson, Coach O was going to be smiling a lot on Sundays when he's watching NFL. That's a terrible Coach order. I, that, I apologize I for that say. because that was that was that was awful. I don't know, um, Coach so, O. Like, I'm so sorry. That is on Marcus. Uh, you know what? And me. like, you know what? I, I appreciated the work he did at USC, so I'm I'm sorry I did that. Um, yeah, not sorry enough to take it back, but uh, <laughs> let me just get out of this by talking about Jonathan Taylor because I think he is set up. <laughs> for a big season there in Indianapolis. All signs have pointed to him really, not only just being the starter, but sort of pushing Marlon Mack into the background there in that Colts running game. I mean, we know what he did at Wisconsin. This is a bruising back who is good between the tackles, who can get out into space, make people miss, and kind of get into the end zone. 50 touchdowns over his time there in Madison, Wisconsin, playing for the Badgers. And he's that guy, especially in Indianapolis, that's going to get that short yardage and that goal line work playing behind that great offensive line that they've put together in Indy. And I think he's going to break out even in week one. They start the season with the Jaguars. I look for the Colts to get a lead on Jacksonville, to ground and pound at the end against this Jaguars defense that has struggled against the run and now doesn't have Yannick Ngakwe. So I think that JT is going to be going early. You're going to see a lot of him this season, and he's a guy that I won't mind drafting in the fourth round if he's still there in a lot of drafts. So, all right, so we've talked all the good, and in the interest of fairness, we got to talk about the guys that maybe aren't going to be so great. So 
Who is a guy that you have avoided in most of your fantasy drafts this year? Now, this one is another kind of hot take, but again, that's what you're going to get with me. And I am <laughs> avoiding at all costs Odell Beckham Jr. because of what he did to me in the 2019 season. I took him in the, in the first round, and what did he do? Not so much. All of Not his much. numbers nosedived dived <laughs> in 2019. Now, the lack of chemistry between him and Baker Mayfield was evident. His usage in the offense was not ideal. And then he had an injury with the sports hernia, which kind of stunted his effectiveness and proved to be too difficult to overcome. Now, as far as we know, he's going to enter the 2020 season as healthy as ever. We finally get a legitimate chance to build the rapport with Baker Mayfield. They now have Kevin Stefanski uh, as the offensive coordinator. But last season, his ADP was he was the number five wide receiver off the board. You know how he finished? The 25th. He only finished as a top 10 fantasy wide receiver in one of 16 weeks in 2019. So I don't know. He kind of broke my heart with that much draft capital on him. I don't think it's worth it. If he has a breakout season and he is the Odell Beckham Jr. that we all know and love, then I will swallow my words. I will admit that I am wrong <laughs> and I will, will hope that he can forgive me. Uh, but right now I'm avoiding him. I just, I just don't know if it's worth it. Sometimes you have to take a stand and maybe you take the L for it, but the, you know, you, you shake it off and you come back the next time. I will say that after last year, I think a lot of people are hesitant when it comes to the Browns because there were high expectations and a lot of people ended up getting burned. I am worried about getting burned by Aaron Jones this year. And I think the real reason is, is sort of obvious. He scored 19 touchdowns last season, which is great. It's also really hard to repeat that sort of number. Our own Michael F. Florio pointed out recently that 36% of Aaron Jones's fantasy points came on touchdowns. And now this year, not only does he have to try to duplicate that number, he has to do it with Jamal Williams still there, potentially taking some targets away in between the 20s. And now he's got A.J. Dillon, who wowed fantasy Twitter with just massive thighs <laughs> and huge tree trunk legs. This is a guy who probably is going to get some of that work down near the goal line. So it seems really difficult for Aaron Jones to duplicate what he did last year. On top of it, you're still having to pay a second round draft price for it. It was a first round price. It's come down. It's still a little bit too high for my liking. So I have stayed away from Aaron Jones in pretty much every fantasy draft this year because I just think what you have to invest is not going to be good enough for what you get in return. So uh, just beware. You're, you're, helping, at that you're helping prove my point earlier. That's don't expect the same production from last season going into this season so thanks for again backing me up this is why i love you so much marcus <laughs> yeah this is why this is why we're going to be a good team on this monday show so I'm, I'm looking forward to it it should be fun so our pal adam rank hosted a three-hour fantasy football extravaganza it had a myriad of fantasy analysts and celebrities across the world of sports and entertainment i was lucky enough to be a part of it uh, kimmy you were on that thing as well right I wasn't. I was too busy getting engaged oh. and taking a vacation. So excuse me. Uh, take that. Uh, but I don't know. You said, like you, said you, had all these, you said you had all these celebrities and sports analysts, but the most important celebrity of all wasn't there. But it's pretty good. So you guys should take a look and watch. Absolutely. I was on there with Cynthia Freeland, Warwick Dunn. Check it out. See what we talked about. And we will start, though, with Warwick, who played, obviously, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, finished his career with the Atlanta Falcons, liked it so much, he joined the ownership group, so we appreciate you getting a little bit of insight here. Let's talk about Julio Jones, a player that we feel gets, dis for as great as he is, he seems to be disrespected in the fantasy community. What do we expect from Julio in 2020? 
Well, I just think in 2020, he has a lot to prove. Uh, I, I think a guy who works hard in the offseason, someone who has been committed to being the leader of his football team, uh, he's going to go out and just lead by example. So when this year, they're not able to really have playoffs, I mean, uh, preseason games. So he's going to have the ability to really come out the gate strong. I mean, he's already going to be in uh, great shape. I mean, his skill level is, is is unmatched, and he's someone that can catch deep ball, the short ball. I mean, I just think overall, we try to get him going early, just get him into a rhythm, so hopefully he can make big plays down the stretch for us. Cynthia, what do you think about drafting Julio Jones? Where should we be picking him? Do you think the second round is a pretty good spot for him? You're lucky to get him in the second round. You will get him there because last year you didn't see as many touchdowns as normal. But here are two reasons why you need to take him higher than you might think, right? First, their O-line only played 10% of snaps together last season. Starters are good. Starters are starters for a reason. So it's going to help Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan will have an improvement given the fact that last season he took the lowest percentage of deep attempts in his career. You're going to see that rebound this year. And just like Warwick said, you know what kind of balls Julio Jones catches? The answer is all of them, but also deep passes and deep passes that go for touchdowns. First downs, touchdowns, that's what he's there for. I'm like, I think he's wide receiver number three for me this season in my preseason rankings. Marcus, where is he in your preseason rankings? Uh, I think I've got him third or third or fourth, uh, just kind of thinking off the top of my head. I mean, it is weird that uh, for whatever reason, I think what it is, Rank, you talk about not getting a, the respect I think he deserves in, in fantasy. I think it's because we've just taken him for granted, right? I mean, we've seen Julio Jones be great for so long. Um, you know, we always like shiny new things. And, and I think we just look at Julio and we're like, yeah, I mean, he's going to be great. We know that we always want to be reaching for something new and shiny. And I think, you know, I think there's, there's something to be said for a guy that you feel like you can, you can have him on your team uh, and he's going to get you, you know, 13, 1400 yards every single year. I mean, that's, that's a hard thing to downplay and, and it's a hard thing to accomplish. And maybe, uh, maybe we just need to stop and look around and, and sort of appreciate the greatness of Julio Jones as it is and, and start to understand that, Hey man, uh, it's just a guy you, you, you've got to appreciate and, and maybe we should, should give him more love than we do. He definitely deserves some more love. One of the things we saw in the offseason too was that there was a lot of movement at the running back position. The Falcons will be welcoming home Todd Gurley, who played college football, of course, at the University of Georgia. Warwick, what can we expect from Todd Gurley this season? Well, I just think they're going to try to really work them in. I know we've had issues in short yardage and goal line situations. And Todd's history is that he scores a lot of touchdowns in the red zone on, by the goal line. He's the guy who has a knack for the end zone. So I think his value is going to definitely play in there. But he can also help Julio. I mean, this is a combination. I, I think that if we can have an established running game, you take the pressure, you know, off the quarterback, and now Julio has an opportunity to make big plays. So I, I think uh, having Todd really adds a lot of value overall to the football team, but we're going to be looking for him to definitely sniff that end zone a lot uh, when we're in short yardage and goal line situations and getting key first downs throughout the game. And Cynthia, you mentioned the offensive line. I would imagine that has to help Todd Gurley in this situation as well. Yeah, absolutely. It helps Todd Gurley. And you know what else helps Todd Gurley? The fact that they'll be able to scheme to get him on those outside runs. You just saw all those lovely highlights of him. He runs outside really efficiently, and that wasn't able to happen last season for the Rams. They're aligned 
was not so great last season. And also the scheme, people picked up on it. Defenses picked up on it. So I think they're going to have an opportunity this season because of Julio Jones, because of Calvin Ridley. you got to account for everybody. So Todd Gurley will be a huge factor. He'll get to run on those outside edges again. And I think he's around, what, running back 9, 10, 11, right around there. Where, where is he, Marcus? Where do you got him? Uh, I've got him, I think, around 10. Um, what, I, what I'm what i really looking forward to is is watching the Falcons hopefully integrate him back into the passing game. Um, th- that was such a big part of why he was so effective with the Rams for all those years is that they used him out of the backfield as a pass catcher. Last year, for whatever reason, uh, they went away from that. He just didn't catch the football nearly as much as he had in the past. Uh, and I think, you know, I think maybe in some respects that sort of changed the dynamic in the Rams offense. I know for us fantasy football nerds, it sort of changed, you know, Gurley's production levels. I think that Matt Ryan will get him more involved in the passing game. You combine that with what Cynthia was talking about with some of those outside runs. And look, I, you know, time and wear and tear catches up to everybody. So Ty Gurley, obviously, this year isn't the same guy we saw a few years ago. But I think he can kind of get back to what we saw, closer to what we saw uh, the last couple of years in Los Angeles. So I wanted to ask a little bit about it, though, this year with Deshaun Watson losing DeAndre Hopkins. How do we think he's going to play this season? Well, that's going. That's a tough. That's a tough loss. I mean, I, I was I was shocked when the Texans, you know, uh, shipped him off. But I yeah. just think Deshaun, his skill level, he has a great skill level as a quarterback. He's going to do a lot more with his feet this year. I think. I mean, he's really smart kid. But when you take you know, a big play guy like that away. I mean, it really puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback to come out and be the man. So the pressure is going to be on him. But I just think the other guys are going to be able to step up and uh, make a couple plays. But it's really going to focus on his shoulders and what he takes that football team. Cynthia, what do you see projection wise from Deshaun Watson? Does he take a little bit of a step back this season? He's, I think, quarterback four, something like that. I still think it's going to be really high. I don't think he has reliable receivers, but I think it's going to be kind of this rotational, right? Like sometimes it's going to be a Kenny Sills game. And then, you know, you're, you're just going to keep going through. There's going to be a Will Fuller game. Hopefully everyone stays healthy enough for that to happen because Deshaun Watson is a special quarterback. And I think work was um, really diplomatic in saying that he was surprised when they shipped DeAndre Hopkins off. I think it was more like my jaw was on the floor and I had to like have someone crane it back up for me because it, it, what, like, what are you doing? Like, this is crazy. So I, I just think, unfortunately for Deshaun Watson, he's going to be asked to do more. But fortunately for the Texans, Deshaun Watson's really good at doing more. So to me, it's good for fantasy. Yeah. Maybe not, but maybe not good for those W's though. And Marcus, I will give you the tough question. Which one of these wide receivers are you targeting from the Houston Texans? Uh, you know what? Honestly, for me, it's been Will Fuller. Um, you know, I, just because he and, and, and Deshaun Watson have worked together for a couple of years now. And I, I know people are sort of worried because, you know, Fuller's had some injury issues in the past. I don't worry about that at all. I just look at what those two guys do when they are together on the field. And they have been incredibly productive, uh, whether it's you know, throwing the deep ball, throwing those intermediate passes. They, they find ways to score to get in the end zone. And look, that's that's all we're looking for, right? Um, so I, I think, you know, a lot of people have sort of stayed away. And that's made his fantasy draft price, I think, a lot nicer. And so I'm, I'm willing to take that shot. 
that the taste of the fantasy goodness though i'm a little bit bitter that rank didn't ask me to be on the same time as johnny bananas because i have so many questions <laughs> about the challenge that's all i really wanted to know uh but anyway if you want to get the full experience you can check it out the full draft spectacular it is on the nfl fantasy app it is also on youtube just go to our channel youtube.com slash nfl fantasy football so we've gone through as much information as we could cram in to get you those last minute cheat sheet ideas before you hit your fantasy draft but as we wrap up the show this is something a little bit fun i mean look part of this is to enjoy what you're doing and and everybody has their own superstitions their own rituals for you kimmy uh, what sort of rituals do you have when you go into a fantasy draft because this is going to be kind of embarrassing, but whatever. We're family at this point. <laughs> Mine is a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich on an everything bagel and blasting Beyonce all day long. Uh, before I moved to Los Angeles over a year ago, I lived in New York City, and a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich got me through those late nights. They got me through those early mornings, and if they can do that, they can get me through a fantasy football draft. And as we know, my queen Beyonce is the soundtrack for my entire life, so put her with an everything bagel with bacon, egg, and cheese on it you have fantasy magic. So that's my, uh, that's my draft go-to. Do you have a particular spread that you put on the bagel to go along with the sandwich? No, you know, we, we just got to switch it up. Sometimes it's full bacon, egg and cheese, get a little sriracha on there. Sometimes we do a spicy aioli. It's just, you know, it depends on the day. All right. I'm, I'm totally down with that. I would throw that together uh, maybe just for breakfast one of my mornings. Uh, for me, it's something similar. Look, I would tend to just order a whole pizza and then try to chow down on as much of it by myself uh, as, as I could and wash it down with a couple of cold, tasty beverages because drafting on an empty stomach is no bueno. I do not advise it. So make sure that you are properly hydrated and properly fed when you go into your fantasy draft. So as we Prepare to say goodbye just you know before everybody gets their last drafts in, before we get to the start of the regular season. If you had one last tip to give fantasy drafters, Kimmy, what would it be? Now, my tip is not going to be technical. It's going to be more lifestyle, and it's have fun, right? We are living amongst, amidst chaos and a very unprecedented, our favorite word of 2020, unprecedented <laughs> year. So we should be thankful and happy that there is football coming back to our screens, and we should be happy because that means we get to play fantasy football. So again, don't take your fantasy draft too crazy seriously. Just have fun. Go out there and realize we are really darn lucky to get to watch the game we love and also rack up some championships along the way. I would echo that 100%. Do whatever is going to make this thing enjoyable for you. We want you to keep playing. We want you to come back. We want you to watch us. Uh, and so whatever you have to do to make this an enjoyable experience, if it takes your mind off of all the craziness that is going on in the world, please do that. Please have fun. This is a game about a game. It does not have to be serious. So on that note, that is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging with the NFL Fantasy Football Show presented by DraftKings. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, always go to other people's funerals. Otherwise, they won't come to yours. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. Wear a mask. And we will see you on Wednesday.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.